Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Well, here's Tom Stickles again. Why? Because in just a few short weeks, a couple of months, since I last recorded a conversation with him for the podcast, much has changed in a good way, personally and certainly professionally. And it's not so much that he's changed roles for his practice as someone who is a natively proficient person in sales and understands sales as well as anyone I've ever met. But he's in the context of a company called Betco that has, it is providing an extraordinary set of learning systems for its customers, for its staff, all of the people who work in the company, and for any of us who have interest, as we all do, in the sanitation of the various public spaces that we occupy during this pandemic. So here's still a ball of fire ever since I've known him when he was my student in 1994, Tom Stickles. Well, folks, you know, I, I have uh, so much fun reconnecting with former students, but I usually do that once. This is the third time with Tom Stickles. And, and it's because the son of a gun won't, won't stand still in his, in his practices. And his, he just relocated his family to a whole other part of the country and on and on. And, uh, and one of the reasons that of many that I uh, reconnect was I learned something every time I have a conversation with Tom. And so I'm going to let you in on one we're going to have now. Uh, but he is a, uh, director of a very uh, large sales organization with commercial uh, services, products that serve the commercial world. And, and uh, you can listen to other episodes to hear more about that. But I want to hear uh, more uh, with Tom about uh, what's going on now that things have changed once again in terms of the marketplace. People are returning to some of the places that weren't in high demand for his product because of the COVID shutdowns and on and on. So Tom, welcome back. Uh, Thanks doc. If you don't mind, I'd like to have you share for a moment what you just told me before I put the recording on. And that is that you actually uh, had your uh, senior leader, the owner of the company, listen to our last conversation. So, you know, one of the things that we like to do at Becco is we like to share um, we've got a, a senior leader uh, council. Um, we we have meetings and and uh, get-togethers with with all of our uh, stakeholders in our company, as well as our field sales, our feet on the ground. Mm. Um, we share ideas. We talk about struggles. We go back and forth. Our national accounts, corporate accounts, uh, leadership, and and one of the things was is they were at an event and they were meeting with one of our high profile customers. And um, believe it or not, they were waiting for that customer. And our president actually uh, emailed me and our vice president of national and corporate accounts, Jeff Sloan, um, sent me a text, said, send me your podcast. 
<laughs> and um, I said, uh, why? And he said, because um, I'm sitting here and I want to listen to it. You know, we've got uh, extremely talented team members. Uh, Sonny Parente leads up uh, one of our uh, business relationships with Staples. Mm -hmm. And he's our corporate accounts director. And um, he particularly grabbed into the hustle, likability, and common sense, which we talked about being the three pillars That's right. uh, of what we look for uh, when we find our field architects or our our, our, our business decision makers, our leadership, you know, for Beko. And one of the things um, that they, you know, they realized uh, during our podcast is when you were scraping at me, talk about technology. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I popped you back and you, you made the comment of if you could see Tom's eyes right now. Um, and it's because you made me soul search and you made me realize that, you know, everybody's sitting back talking about, my gosh, you know, this Zoom. Well, thank gosh, somebody had the ability or somebody decided to say, you know something, we're going to go for this Zoom technology or this, um, you know, a different type of platform because it's allowed me to get one up. And, mm -hmm. you know, Doc, um, I'm always about getting one up or being being ahead. I'm different. Our team, our teams are different. There isn't a team member that works under our structure that doesn't want to be first. Um, there is no second place. I'm sorry. We're all winners and in, in computers. Like uh, we, lo we love to be number one. So if you're not using your Zoom technology to gain one up on your competitive forces, then you're using it incorrectly. Yeah. This is not supposed to be a replacement. It's supposed to be an additive. Yes. And it's real simple. I'll explain it quickly. A, you better have a face-to-face -face connection with your, with your client or your end-user customers or your target. And once you've established that, and if you've established it correctly, you can use Zoom as the intermediary or mm -hmm. the in-between mm -hmm. where the old-fashioned system used to say, you, you got to go back face-to-face. The Zoom could be that filler. Mm -hmm. And then you're using that time where you would have to go back face-to-face -face and you're making another connection face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So don't use the technology as a uh, a replacement. Use it as a freaking uh, an opportunity to get one up. Well, I, I, I love that. And, and I wonder in that regard then, Tom, how other aspects of what what technology is at hand that you use to continue to develop even more robust streams of contact between you your clients and your team for example when you and i were together in a classroom in 1994 there was no cell phone <laughs> the phone was on a wire and I suspect now, in addition to being able to sit in front of a computer screen and do Zoom, which you can also do in your phone, there are other ways that similar technologies allow you to stay very quickly in the minds uh, of customers seeking solutions and on and on. So what else do you guys draw on from the technology standpoint, from what's in hand to what your corporation offers? So it's funny that you say that, you know, and I go back to 1994 when you told me technology in a box, everything's going to be in a box. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the IBM ThinkPad that I got 
delivered to me with my first job with American Greetings Corporation as the Salesforce automation trainer in 1996 uh, weighed, uh, Doc, what was it, 29 pounds? Oh, I mean, easily. You remember, how, you remember how big that was? I easily. Remember, I remember bringing it back to your classroom. Yeah, you sharing did. With you, I was so proud of that moment. Yeah, um, kids, I, kids sort of sat up in their desk and looked like, "Ooh, look at that!" You know? Right. So, <laughs> you know, I think I, I I'll tell you, uh, Scott Brown is our uh, vice president of uh, training, and Jeff Iverson is our uh, VP of uh, Automation, Salesforce mm -hmm. uh, Compliance. Um, I will tell you that we have a app called iBet, and it is Betco, Betco yeah, being the company, I bet. Okay. It is truly what you used to call technology in a box. Mm -hmm. it, in your hand, Doc, simply anything and everything that you used to keep in a file room, it's every product, every demonstration, every video, every MSDS sheet, every piece of literature, every piece of product brochure or portfolio, anything and everything from a PowerPoint um, or customized sales presentation can be viewed via this app. It has every product that we offer in English, Spanish, and in French. Mm. It has every key available initiative that Betco is undertaking. So you, the sales rep, you, the end user, you, the safety manager, the auditor, um, you know, the company accountant, whatever you want to learn or know about Beko or require for procedural purposes, mm -hmm. it's at your fingertips. So no longer, <laughs> no longer do you have to wait, um, you know, and, and Doc Fearon, if um, if you recall when I sent you hand sanitizer mm -hmm. in your daughter, who's a nurse, um, I sent you the actual MSDS sheets and the cell sheets via email. Yeah. And if you remember, I was on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent those from my cell phone. Yeah. So um, what we wanted to do was create that ability to be able to populate Beco and educate people anywhere. Uh, in the United States, overseas, at any time, on your time. Yeah. So people learn in, in, in many different ways. And Scott Brown and Jeff Iverson uh, in our entire training department, Barrett Betts, um, you know, one of our, our, our vice president of marketing, channel marketing, has done a fabulous job with our website. Uh, you can click on and you can log in and you can take one of 37 courses um, that are, you know, continuing educational courses on Beco. Um, they're designed to learn on your own. They're mm -hmm. key initiative courses. Um, and you as a company owner or a placeholder, you can actually assign students to those courses and put together an educational profile and a program for each person in your organization. Oh my God. I, you, you know, like, you understand how much I love real-time learning and, and, and how to support it. And it's, it's like, you're serving me a, a, a buffet of thoughts, uh, Tom, right. about, about this. And you mentioned uh, just before, again, we started the call that there are some folks in your teams that are looking like 
you know, they're rising, they're rising in your esteem and, and, and in their abilities uh, and could become future leaders. Now, I would think from a standpoint of recruiting and retaining talent like those two persons, that what you've just described, the I bet, is also a way for you to be first and one up on other types of companies that might try to, you know, steal them away. <laughs> right. So right. I mean, uh, how's their experience? Because they're relatively new into this uh, with, with those, with that, all of that in hand. So, I mean, you know, obviously when you try to tr attract talent, uh, there's obviously got to be a give back between both the company and the talent. Mm -hmm. um, there's got to be a mutual, a, a mutual goal in mind for, for both entities. And I think one of the things that, that I try to do as a leader is when I look when I look for that talent is I, I try to see if our goals can align together, mm -hmm. and I try to build a customized plan. As as funny as it might sound, is I try to look three, five, seven years in the future, and you know, if I get each and every one of our partners, our family of of team members to that three year mark. I, I'll tell you, I pretty much so got them, and and I'm oh, proud. Oh, no of question it. about it. That is, that is the sweet spot to, beyond which you know they can either leave or really dig in and get your investment uh, even more in terms of a, a positive return on their on what they can do in their practices. So that that's a great model, uh, and I don't know how many people I know, Tom, honestly, who who have the, the responsibility and the wish to develop their team members who thinks that way It's more like, what do we need next quarter? <laughs> you know, what do I need to get them to stop doing this and start doing that a lot more tactical, which I'm sure there are, but uh, you've got this bigger framework, which I think now that you've talked about, I bet, and all that allows you to use in customizing with them, what they're going to need to learn to, to succeed. That is a great combination, long-term thinking and something in hand that they can use immediately. So, you know, it's funny. It, it's exactly what you said. And that was the goal of Scott Brown and Jeff Iverson and Mark Jackmore, our, our, our senior VP, mm -hmm. was the fact that um, we've got so many great things to offer. Not only our, 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 our working partners, but also the community mm. is that the best way to do it is through education. And when, you know, the whole coronavirus and the shutdown. Um, one of the things we knew was that when back to work came, people in facilities didn't know what to do. That's right. So we built an EFD, um, an enhanced facility disinfection program. Mm -hmm. And it's a five-step process that actually shows facilities and facility managers and people that are actually responsible for the tasks on what to do, how to do it, how to post the signs. Everything is very simple. You can literally, and you don't even have to be a Beco customer. That's the graciousness of Beco. You wow. can actually go to Beco's website right now, click on EFD, and you get that whole program, no cost, you can print out your signs, your placards. You can even print out your data logs that you're required to have. Oh, my God. So that is, that's phenomenal. What we wanted to do and going back to your, your statement was 
when we build that program for team members, we identify during that profile period. So each team member goes through every six weeks. We have a revolving course back at Beco, back at headquarters. Mm -hmm. So one coming up right now is what we call new uh, distributor sales rep training. Mm -hmm. So distributor sales reps, we sell through distribution. Mm -hmm. So distributor sales reps need to be trained on Beco. So anybody new in the United States is invited back into our corporate headquarters. We keep them for anywhere from three to five days mm -hmm. and we educate them. Wow. Now, one of the things that we do is we also bring our internal partners, our new team members in to those classes and they, they learn right along with the distributor partners that are in those classes. And form relationships. Correct. Oh, absolutely. And don't mm -hmm. think that that's not on purpose because obviously mm -hmm. it is. Absolutely. But one of the things is, is that those aren't a one and done doc. Those happen every six weeks. And in between, there's filler courses that are more advanced that you can jump in and jump out of. So continuing education. Mm -hmm. Now, what's really cool about this is anybody can have a group of facilitators that are amazing and it happens at corporate and on Thursday or Friday morning, you pack everybody off on their jet plane and you say, hey, doc, you, you were great in class. Congratulations. Yeah, here's your Prepare. certificate. <laughs> here's your certificate. Go home and apply it, right? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, our vice president of training loves to go out into the field. And when he goes out in the field, he brings all of his stuff with him and his knowledge after 30 some odd years. And he works out in the field with those team members. And I, and I will tell you why he brings back those initiatives. He looks at the things that maybe they're not retaining, or maybe, maybe we got to refine. And that's wow. where the qualitative improvement comes from. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's called really cooperation through basic communication. Yeah. And, I'm yeah. not afraid. I'm not afraid when Scott Brown or Jeff Iverson or Mark Jackmore or Brad Betts, um, our president or anybody in our in our in our organization wants to come out and work with partners that report into Tom Stickles' structure mm -hmm. because we're a learning organization. Oh, that I is hey, <laughs> I I have an ear for that. And and I could tell you that's BS if I didn't believe it. But what you've described so far, particularly the notion of the person responsible for the follow-on to training, to make the training uh, stick. <laughs> uh, I know you guys don't like sticky stuff because your products get rid of sticky stuff, but right. uh, or unless it's a flooring, which needs a little bit of stick uh, for safety purposes. My point of using that analogy is that that's unusual in my ear. And I've been out of direct circulation for a while, but when I hear that someone responsible for the learning, the formal, applied learning of the folks that you're depending on for all the way from the customer uh, and what they'll do with your product to the person, you know, to everyone else in the chain. It, it's, it's unusual in this regard because um, that person has to be humble. <laughs> I, I don't know them, but I say, you, you know, yeah, they have to say, I don't, I've done it well, but there's something about this. And if I hear some clues that it's not quite there, I want to refine it. That is great. And that's something we professors rarely got to do. We'd send you guys out the door with the, with the grade 
And by the way, I, I finally decided to change your C to an A. I, I think you finally earned my Thank respect. you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, you earned an A. But my point is that that's unusual in my year. So what and what impact do you see that having that in, in this one regard of many things you've already shared, to have people who are confident that the training they're getting from that one big week and onward, it's going to make sure that they are able to deliver. So, you know, I think the confidence comes from the fact that there's always an ear, there's always a hand. Uh, we back that up with uh, each director and each leader in a ge geographical area has a senior regional. A senior regional manager has in some cases, a little bit smaller of a customer-based responsibility, mm -hmm. but their primary goal is to support new initiatives, new projects, and new team members. Wow. Um, and that doesn't mean that I get, I get the pass and I get to act as if I don't have that responsibility. All that means is sometimes there's a safe place when you don't feel like uh, you're going to Tom Stickles or or your functional leader all the time when you're struggling. Mm. Um, and I'll give you an example. Scott Prather is my senior regional. And I also have a gentleman by the name of Jeff Satterfield. Um, Jeff Satterfield has 28 years experience. Scott, 33 years experience. Mm. The two most skilled gentlemen uh, that I've ever worked with uh, in this realm. Um they there isn't a thing that they can't tackle there isn't a person that they don't know who to call when they get stumped but it's a safe place they're comforting and they're trustworthy mm -hmm. for me priceless oh i can't believe how good that must feel uh, so imagine being new doc and being out there and you learn something in the classroom and you're being faced with something that might be totally different or mm -hmm. or or is it really because perception really sometimes isn't the reality when you're dealing with chemicals and reactions and facilities yeah. and, but what a wonderful spot to be in when you can get to somebody and, and feel that it's a safe place and you can talk about whether or not you did it right or you did mm -hmm. it wrong, but it's a mm -hmm. learn. And I'll give you an example. A new person went out and did an activity, but forgot a critical step. In most organizations, that would have been a write-up. Detention. <laughs> Correct. Bad boy school, right? In, in this organization, it was a, let's go back. Let's talk about the training that you received three weeks ago. Let's flip back to that section. Now it's all digital. So mm -hmm. flip back is kind of a joke. Yeah. And let's talk about where you missed. And you know, it's funny, we did that talk through and that walk back with the vice president of training. There you go. That's no other point. organization. I, I've never been involved with a group where when we make a mistake, you get the guy that literally could be responsible for ending it all for you on the phone. And there was a smile. And then the realization came the person missed one critical step and that one critical step caused something to fail. But the great part about it is that person will never fail again. 
and your VP can take a look at that piece of the, the module of the puzzle and say, now maybe it wasn't quite as learnable, and not just for an individual, but let's say going forward, if others were to misstep and that same thing would occur. So right. one thing about your world in the, when we're now talking about uh, learning is that the consequences are in fact, not in, in theory. Like when you or I in the classroom, we could say, well, in theory, this, and in theory, that, and, and it would be, yeah, it would be used, a good conversation. But you uh, and the folks that you're supporting, the feedback is very real and consequential. Uh, and in terms of uh, safety, because you're very much involved in that, and other factors, including even uh, the rapport that you develop with customers. Now we're rotating all the way back to the beginning when you said, hey, face-to-face first, establish the trust, get, let people see your eyes if you're wearing a mask and, and see that you are, are, are there and interested and, and you really want to learn. I think that's terrific. And I, I just, and my head is full of all these things that I'm, I'm hearing here, Tom, but I, I'm wondering now uh, with this IBET, IBET and all the other systems that are there uh, in terms of effectiveness and, and, those, and, and those outcomes, um, do you see yourself now also growing because of the IBET system and, and all the things you're experiencing? Is, is this making me have to have at least another episode with you because you're going to be evolved <laughs> in a few weeks or months? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Doc, I think every day we tackle um, something new and the IBET has brought us to a spot where we're unique, we're different. We can we can attach different procedural functions. We can take facilities. Um, we can build um, sheets for them, uh, and we can we can outline and help building service contractors be more efficient. Um, it it it's now gone away from just being product based, and believe it or not. The focus then went to education. So you can go on, Doc, and watch how to service a floor buffer mm-hmm. or a scrubber um, or how to troubleshoot something. So that was a huge initiative. Mm. Now we've moved further to where we've taken and done time studies and calculations to where we're showing facilities that you could have 12 team members, but if you use a certain amount of mechanization and offset some of that with equipment, there is a true, there's a truth in labor savings and efficiency. You establish a better sense of clean and safety from a disinfection standpoint for your for your facility so holistically you're giving everything a better sense you know for your for your inhabitants of that facility and now the 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 whole ibet app is moving to a whole new realm that our channel marketing group is working on um and it's now all about experiences oh wow so I mean, that's more to come. And, you know, Barrett and his team uh, in there, they're just they're just amazing. Um, 
the things now that we're working on, we've started a, a Beco, a Beco certified facility. So I think we talked about the, what was it? The Entenmann's route salesman. Remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so for anybody that's 40 years or older, I think we can all remember when ADT did the, uh, the sticker on the front doors. Yep. Like when you walked up to a house yep. and it don't, had the A. Don't rob these guys. They have yeah, ADT. Don't, yeah. Don't <laughs> rob these guys. Man. Remember the commercial that showed the robber running away? Yeah. Right. When they saw the ADT sticker. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can make a joke about it and giggle, but I will tell you, Becco's products are so effective and so proven that uh, Barrett and the channel marketing team have come up with a Beco uh, facility um, sticker. And if, if your facility meets and exceeds the standards put forward uh, by our Beco team, uh, we're providing you with a window cling for your facility to help people identify that this facility has been um, fully trained and the products being used meet and exceed the standards. All the standards, including government regulations, chemicals. Correct. Uh, so you know, so we're, got, we're that that is a huge endorsement, and of course you have you, then you 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 back it, you know, and and so that gives you even more experience in terms. Of, okay, we have a certified facility. It's one of your client facilities, and other and as you're looking at other things with them, you're looking at how that's working, and you may understand that there's something else that you guys might have overlooked because of the way people are behaving now in those facilities you know they're uh you know more people are coming in uh dressed differently and and so it, it might in fact the way their arms are lying on counters i mean there's all kinds of subtleties once you're right. but i think it's a living it's a living endorsement isn't it if you see that sticker on there it's not one and done it's like we're becoming even better every day which i think is a hell of a sell it's a continual process. And I will tell you that's something that we, I know our team paused very, you know, very deeply on because of the fact that it's a commitment. Like you just said, it yeah, is it a is. commitment to a continual process of excellence. Yep. When that sticker is on that facility. So that's ident identifying to you and everybody else in this world that this facility meets and exceeds the standard of a company like Becca, meaning every person in that facility fully understands their responsibility. Yep. And Becca has trained and fully had addressed every situation possible to the best of our ability to ensure that that facility is doing what's proper. So FDA certified skincare, um, all of our disinfectants um, being used properly, proper dilution rates um, being applied properly. Um, all the logs are being done. I mean, it's it's really a huge commitment. It is, but it's perfectly timed uh, given the fact that people are, are returning and or struggling in their own mind, whether I'm going to go back to work in that school or in that office or wherever. And, and uh from the standpoint of, of your, your company managers who need a workforce and need some of them in place, not everyone's going to be remoted. This uh, is a big come on in 
it's safe and you're going to be happy there as are your customers if you're the kind of place that people walk into and i think that's again back to where we started this because my time clock is starting to run down and we started with how do you uh, always be number one how do you get beyond where things are and become the next produce the next first well i think if you're part of the solution of getting a workforce back to work and customers willing to come back in that is uh, a big service to this country and this in this economy uh and 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 frankly i'd be much more relieved if i were thinking of going back into any place at my age and the vulnerabilities that we have even with shots so i want to know hey that's great i'm walking into a bet a betro a betco certified a locale and i can tell just by the way people are looking that they're comfortable there and the people who are doing the maintenance look like they know what they're doing correct in fact one other point on that one of the hardest jobs to refill are people willing to come in and and do the cleaning and clean floors and all that whether they work for a contractor or whether they work directly for that particular organization if they know that they're going to be getting that kind of training and support and the products that to match it you're going to get more of those people saying i'll come back now of course if you can pay them a few bucks more an hour it might make life a little easier but that could be the 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 clincher if i'm going to come back to this facility betco certified versus you know down the street where they want to offer me maybe 50 cents an hour or more i think i might go to a betco facility and then they'll I'll do so well there that I'll get my 50 cents and more. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, and it's funny that you say that is because one of the things that we, we, we work really hard on is, is making sure that professional performance every day, that's our, that's our tagline. That's our motto. And, and, you know, you always used to talk about Wile E. Coyote. You, know? <laughs> you have a what's, hell of a memory from some what, of my weirdness. <laughs> what's his stick? What's his, what's his motto? Um, you know, and, I'm getting you know, up and I'm going for the bird, but I'm going to find another way because this one I just tried. Yeah, he's not giving up, right? I mean, <laughs> never giving up. Never he's going he's to have he's going to have feathers in his mouth one day, so he yeah. never gives up. But just when he had the bird, then the rock falls on him, or the truck yep. hits him, or yeah. And I'll tell you, um, in in without making it seem like, oh boy, poor Becco, right? Every time sometimes we grab the bird it's been that way over the past two years mm -hmm. and people need to understand that when you're running a facility in a manufacturing plant to the degree that we do with with the quality the focus on quality like becco does mm -hmm. the raws all the materials that go into making that product so that we can reach and exceed that standard of professional performance every day mm -hmm. where we could put that sticker on the window. Mm -hmm. Imagine what it's like when your petroleum plants go down, when um, raw materials become unavailable because COVID struck a plant mm -hmm. or a manufacturing facility, when uh, there's nobody available and you can't get inspections on certain things. So you can't move along in a different process. I mean, everybody needs to understand what 
your true manufacturers have been through. Oh yeah. And, and the fact that we have been able to turn product and put out what we've put out is nothing short of amazing. That's your wily spirit there. That's right. The rock. So the rock hit, you come up from under the rock and you kept going. I think that that, that resilience is really what I was trying to teach back then, Don, Tom, and, and you certainly exhibit it in your own way of being and, and, uh, and with others. But I think that, that what you just said in, about how, how uh, critical it is now to have human beings leading each other, supporting each other, being creative about setbacks and getting forward again, never been more important, uh, particularly if you're making product with that high uh, expectation that you promise customers. And yeah, stuff is happening. I just saw in today's paper that uh, GM and Ford are now closing down plants for a couple of weeks. They cannot get chips. Correct. They can't, they can't get chips. I mean, this is, look at the implications for all the way down to the guy who needs to be selling new cars, the 2022s. Do you know, do you know what's funny about Incredible. that? Incredible. Is I, I was talking to somebody in manufacturing and automotive manufacturing, and he's like, you know, and I just can't get an answer. And I sat back and I thought about it. So I'm going to make a really bold, odd statement to anybody listening to this podcast. If you're COO, if you're vice president, if you're president, if you're director of transportation, if your plant manager have never called you on a Saturday, a Sunday night at seven o'clock, a 10 o'clock in the evening, a 1.30 a.m. because something happened that they know is going to affect you, find a new company. Mm -hmm. You're in mm -hmm. the wrong company. Because mm -hmm. I will tell you, Denise Leonard, our COO, has called my house several nights at 10.30 p.m., has, in, has definitely called me on Sunday mornings, Mark Jackmore has called me several times uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, past 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, Brad Betts, our president. Um, Jeff Iverson, um, our director of sales ops. This is a team. This is a family. Um, Justin, our facility uh, plant supervisor of transportation. Mm -hmm. Matt Lusk, our plant manager as he's running product that he knows that needs to be in, you know, Florida for a school system to open. Mm -hmm. He realized that there was something that he could do to speed this up for me is on the phone with me. It's Sunday morning, 6 a.m. Yeah. If your company isn't that committed, invested, invested yeah. right? Yeah. And isn't that, I would have to say, um, into your success and you don't have the ability to pull those triggers, get out now. Oh yeah. I can't imagine you making excuses like, you know, that would be, you know, to that school, like, well, I'm sorry, you know, the, this, that, and the other thing happened and, and, and that's not you and, and they won't let that be you. That's what I hear you saying in this exchange. No, they, won't. they will not let you make uh, excuses unless it's absolutely factual and based on things beyond control. And then the next phrase is, and this is what we're doing about it. And this is when, when we're going to deliver the, the, the problem. I, th I think that what a great way to be able to move on with your day, Tom, knowing that you've got that kind of team behind it. It's uh, I again, never heard anything quite like it, but well, then that's, that's why I always come back to you because I always hear things 
<laughs> that I've never quite heard before. And I'm always excited for you personally, I'm not, excited I'm not for saying, you. I, I, and I appreciate that, but I'm not saying we're perfect. Oh um, no, not, I don't hear that at all. I'm not saying that we haven't, we haven't made mistakes. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, every person that deals with Beko is going to come back and say, Oh my God, they're 99.9% excellent. Yeah. What I am saying to you is that I am armed with every ability and everybody that works on our teams are armed with the information that's accurate, that's ethical, that is the best that we possibly could give you at that moment. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, it has our end users and our customers first. Mm. And then we do what's best for Beco next. And that to me is really comforting. And oh, yeah. knowing that our senior leadership is at 1030 at, on a Sunday night, more concerned about whether or not we can move that truckload and get it to our customer on time than relaxing. That's comforting to me. Oh my God. Yes, sir. So, wow. you know, you wow. talk about office in a box technology, <laughs> you talk about all these things that are neat, but the human interaction doc, and I'm going to circle back and give it to you one last time. So you've got to come back to me once again, All right. Uh, without the raw human interaction that makes all the enhancements of this digital world possible, we got nothing. Yep. yep. It still takes people like you and me and all the great uh, students that you've developed and worked with over the years to make this world move. And um, I'm just blessed that I, I've got a huge group of those at Beko uh, and a family of customers and um, team members that, uh, you know, I get to call Beko partners every day. Well, I hope you think of me as your dotted line partner anywhere, anytime, Tom, because all the time, uh, Doc. This is this is so enjoyable, and I'm, I'm I hope this one comes through to, to your specifications so that you can share this with some of your team members in the next time you have that chance. But uh, I'm honored that you know your team has heard you and me doing this previously, and thank you again for today. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate you. Take care now. Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcasts, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.